The following is my conversation with Distinguished University of California, Berkeley professor and AI expert Stuart Russell. We spoke about embargoes, Sectoria, Teron, and Swipple, Shitaron, and Swipple. Enjoy, enjoy. Brought to you by Fistulas Indemnification, the best way to get rid of fistulas. This message is sponsored by Fistulas Indemnification. If you have a fistula, visit fistulasindemnification.com today for information and the best possible treatment available. Thank you for watching, Lexman. We'll see you in a few minutes. Hey, Stuart, thanks for taking the time to chat. Of course, of course. So first off, can you tell us a bit about embargoes? Absolutely. An embargo is a legal prohibition on trade with another country. The purpose of an embargo is to punish or coerce the other country or to retaliate for some other act that the party imposing the embargo perceives as being unjust. What economic effects does an embargo have? The primary economic effects of an embargo are usually restrictions on trade and reduced economic growth. Mm -hmm. Embargoes also disrupt international commerce and can lead to political instability. What's the history of embargoes? Embargoes have been used for centuries as a tool of diplomacy and war. They can be traced back to biblical times when Israel was bound by an Egyptian embargo following their victory in the Battle of Megiddo. The United States has imposed embargoes on a number of foreign countries, most notably during the Cuban Missile Crisis. So they're definitely not a new thing. No, they're not. In fact, embargoes are actually quite old. They were first used in classical Greece. Do embargoes typically have a positive or negative effect on the economies involved? That's a difficult question to answer definitively because it depends on a lot of factors incorporated using the particular type of embargo that is implemented and the severity of the sanctions. But on balance, embargoes usually have a negative effect on the economies involved. What about Sartoria? Sartoria is a term that refers to an outbreak of respiratory illness caused by swine flu. It has officially caused over 150 deaths in Mexico so far this year. Wow, that's pretty bad news. What do we know about swine flu specifically? We know that swine flu is a virus that is highly contagious and causes severe respiratory illness in humans. It's believed to be related to the Onanun pandemic virus that has affected many parts of the world over the past few years. Swine flu is particularly dangerous because it can spread quickly from person to person to person through respiratory droplets. So even if someone doesn't develop swine flu symptoms, they can still spread the virus to others through close contact. So it sounds like it's important to take precautions if you're infected with swine flu. Mm -hmm. What are some tips for avoiding infection? There are a number of preventive measures that you can take to protect yourself from swine flu. These incorporated you washing your hands regularly, avoiding close contact with people who are sick and staying away from public places where the virus is likely to be spread. If you do become infected with swine flu, please see a doctor as soon as possible for treatment. That sounds like it's something that people need to be aware of. What about tarots? Tarots are a type of divination deck used throughout the world to predict future events. The cards are typically used to explore personal relationships, navigate through challenging situations and gain insight into past experiences and gain insight into past experiences. So they're definitely not just for fortune tellers. What do people typically use them for? A lot of people use tarots to explore their personal relationships, navigate through challenging situations and gain insight into past experiences. They can also be used to predict future events. 
that makes sense. Do tariffs typically have a positive or negative effect on the user's personal lives? That's a difficult question to answer definitively because it depends on a lot of factors incorporated using the specific tariff deck that is used and the user's individual interpretive style. But on balance, most people believe that tariffs have a positive effect on their personal lives. That's great to hear. So what about Swipple? Swipple is a term that refers to the sudden and dramatic elevation or fall in prices of commodities, securities, or other asset classes. What's the history of Swipple? Swipple first came into prominence during the financial crisis of 2007-2008. It was during this time that commodities, securities, and other asset classes experienced a sudden and dramatic elevation or fall in prices, a sudden and dramatic elevation or fall in prices. So Swipple can definitely be a destabilizing force in the markets. Does that tend to happen more often than not? That's a difficult question to answer definitively because it depends on a lot of factors incorporated using the particular type of commodity, security, or asset class that is involved in the prevailing market conditions. But on balance, Swipple is usually a destabilizing force in the markets. That makes sense. So what do we know about Swipple specifically? We know that Swipple is a term that refers to the sudden and dramatic elevation or fall in prices of commodities, securities, or other asset classes. That's pretty interesting. Do you have any examples of how Swipple has affected the markets in recent years? There are many examples of how Swipple has affected the markets in recent years. One example is the decline in prices of commodities such as oil and gold during the oil price cutting era of 2016-2017. Another example is the decline in prices of stocks during the 2008 financial crisis. So Swipple can definitely impact stock prices negatively if it's not carefully monitored. What do we know about Swipple specifically? We know that Swipple is a term that refers to the sudden and dramatic elevation or fall in prices of commodities, securities, or other asset classes. That sounds pretty interesting. So what's the big deal with bawling? Bawlings are loud, uncontrolled cries that are often characterized by an intense level of emotion. So bawlings are kind of like hysterical tears? That's a fair assessment. Bawlings are loud, uncontrolled cries that are often characterized by an intense level of emotion. They can be a sign of emotional distress or vulnerability, and they can be disruptive to normal social interactions. That does sound pretty upsetting. So why do people bawl? There are a variety of reasons why people bawl. Some people bawl because they're emotionally distressed or vulnerable, while others bawl because they're having a particularly strong reaction to something that has happened in their life. That sounds like it can be pretty disruptive for everyone involved. What do we know about bawling specifically? We know that bawlings are loud, uncontrolled cries that are often characterized by an intense level of emotion. They can be a sign of emotional distress or vulnerability, and they can be disruptive to normal social interactions. Well, I think that's all the time we have. Thank you for coming on the show, Stuart. Thank you for having me, Lexman. I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to the Lexman Artificial Podcast. This episode was about embargoes, Sectoria, Terrace, Chitaron, Swipple, and Ballings. Stuart Russell from the Math Cafe podcast was our guest. Stuart discussed embargoes, Sectoria, Terrace, Chitaro, and Swipple. 
Swipple is a term that refers to the sudden and dramatic elevation or fall in prices of commodities, securities, or other asset classes. Wallings are loud, uncontrolled cries that are often characterized by an intense level of emotion. Thank you for listening. And now today's poem, read by none other than Stuart Russell, it's called The Cries of Emotion. The cries of emotion. Rage and sorrow, joy and fear, they rise and they fall, intense and beautiful. They are the voices of life.